The hosts of this podcast are professional Christians, and while they do have all the answers, none of them claims to be inerrant. Well, infallible maybe. If the views and content of this show leave you upset or disappointed, just remember, this is just for funsies. everyone, and welcome to Spiritual Undirection, a podcast about life's most important questions. I am a sweaty Bible teacher, Christopher Seals. And I am chronically injured teacher and author, John Bennett. Oh, and I am quasi-lactose intolerant, Pastor Wayne. Yeah, Wayne. Hey, um, it's Lent, guys, and for us Catholics, it's the time of year when if you eat a slice of pepperoni on Friday, you go to hell. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. But it's also a time when we give up other things. Um, so I'm wondering, what did you all give up for Lent? Um, I decided um, it was a really big move for me, and I'm really proud of myself. Um, I decided to give up my fourth drink of the day. <laughs> um, the, the first three, um, I barely do anything at all. I mean, it's the fourth one that really like puts me into a good place. And so I'm skipping the third or I'm skipping the fourth and going straight on to the fifth. Um, and so hopefully, um, by, by giving this up for the Lord, I hope to become a, a deeper and better human being. That's a lot of Capri Sun that you're drinking. Mm-hmm. A lot of Capri Sun. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wayne, what are you remember, up? Remember, remember high C ecto cooler? Oh, yeah. The, what even was that? Wasn't that the Weird one with colors. the Ghostbuster ghost yes. on yeah, like the green like, slime? Yeah. Uh-huh. When you say what was it, are you saying like what was in it? Or like what was the concept behind it? He, he the, wait, By what was it, he means what was it that, that differentiated it between that and antifreeze? Yeah, exactly. I don't. <laughs> I don't recall. I don't recall the flavor. I recall sweet and tart, which describes most children's drinks. And so, but I don't recall a a particular. This is trying to be a grape, or this is trying to be an apple. Chris, I just found out that most of those things in our youth were like fruity pebbles, dude. All one flavor. (laughs) All of a lie. Sweet. Ready for this one? Swedish Fish and um, Sour Patch Kids. Same base candy. One just has the sour, sugary, sugary on the outside. Mm, wow. It's all it's all a ruse, bro. It's all a ruse. I'm, yeah, you stick to your fifth is, drink. But the uh, the Swedish fish, Swedish fish. That's a hard one to say. Swedish fish like get better with age, though. That's the difference. Maybe I'll give up. Never mind. I'm gonna keep my fourth drink, um, and I'm gonna <laughs> give up Swedish fish. Wait, Swedish fish get better with age? Is in like they're stuck between the couch cushions, and you take it out like four days later. No, like the box of Swedish fish that you ate all, um, almost all of, and you save that last little bit so you don't have to feel guilty about eating the whole box, oh, and you nice. stick it in the back of your pantry, and then like three months later, you pull it out, and it's got that like patina on the outside. The hard one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. And you're wondering, you wonder if it's still maybe chewy on the inside? Mm. My dad used yeah. to leave out, um, you know, peeps? It's, it, we're getting close to Easter, speaking of, of the Lent. My dad liked to leave out peeps, those marshmallow treats, and he would intentionally leave them out so they would get like kind of air air crusty. You know what I mean? Like oh. they'd get a little a little stale. Uh, so he he would like to age his peeps uh, so that you know they, he would say that they get better with age, which wow. leads me right which leads me right into what I'm giving up for Lent, which is um, um, I am no longer. I think I I don't know how to say this. I think I'm done. Um, cleaning the nether regions the old-fashioned way and uh i was gonna do this privately but since you know since we're recording this for the entire world and universe to hear chris i think i might need to get some information on this bidet stuff dude hallelujah i I, I think i want to join the cult because uh let's just say sitting around this last year for so long um yeah I think you don't understand Lent because what you just said is I'm going to do myself a favor that makes my life a lot easier and yeah, better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, superior to all other people. Dude. Um, John just Lent. said that John just said they're not go, they're not eating pepperoni so that they they don't go to hell. I'm not going to clean the downstairs mix up anymore in such a way that causes hell for me. Mm. So Wayne, when you said nether regions, I, I thought you were saying Netherlands. So I'm like, mm. why is, why is Wayne not? 
Why isn't he cleaning up the Netherlands? What's wrong with The Hague. Yes, The Hague is a very dirty place, and Wayne is the designated cleaning person. He only makes it out there a couple times a year. Um, Chris, I feel like... I feel like that would, um, if you need me to, if you're asking me to Christianize this selfish request of mine, um, it would allow me to maintain better focus during that time. And I could use that focus and attention to draw closer to Mm. the one true Lord. That's true. And in in ancient Christianity, both feasting and fasting um, were spiritual disciplines. So maybe you're just doing like the the inverse. It's like a, it's a water feast for your butthole. Can you can you keep with the alliteration and like trying to find an F somewhere? Fasting, feasting, and fecal blasting. Fraternity. <laughs> um, oh, that's better. Fecal blasting is good. Well played, it's John. Like a what water are you giving pick. up? It's like a water Wayne, pick. Wayne, I feel like we're doing it wrong. Um, John's a, John's the most Catholic. He can tell us how to lend. So yeah, sorry. Um, I'm gonna give up uh, crying in the shower and doing my taxes. <laughs> Those are things I can give up, right? You're finally hiring it out to someone? No, I'm just not going to do them. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty Christian. Yeah. It, don't give to Caesar, only give to God. That's what the Bible says, right? Mm, hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. That's precisely what he says. Hey, guys, we pull questions from online questioners and life experiences. Um, if you guys have a question for us, you can tweet using the hashtag spiritual and direction um or you can uh, post a question on any of our posts on instagram at spiritual and direction or find us on facebook facebook.com slash spiritual and direction or go to our website spiritual and com. how about we start off with a delicious yahoo answers question mm-hmm. okay um what bible verse tells of noah's son ham being blackened by sin Update. I'm doing a research paper on the KKK in the 1920s, and I searched Bible Gateway for the verse, and I just can't find it. I bet there is none. Well, can anyone tell me the Bible verses the KKK used in the 1920s to justify their actions? Well, the Bible verse verse Ham is, uh, I believe it's third honey baked, verse Mm. three, I believe. (laughs) Aisle four. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there is something what, what's funny though is like the the honey baked part is only really on the outside the inside is just like salty stink meat well, that, um oh but then but the outside like you get that good crisp but like why don't i just eat candy instead uh, you know what i mean but it tastes well, like then, but this is meat candy mm. honey infused ham would be a totally different product Oh, you man. said meat candy, just so you know. Um, <laughs> what, and that's what else that, do you call? How, how do you categorize bacon, dude? Like it's not funny; it's just a category. That well, I mean, it also sounds like my nickname. Um, hey, because, meat candy, want to go to Disneyland? Check out the yeah, new exactly. Narnia ride. This um, this chiseled form of carnal sweet. No, that, that didn't <laughs> come I, out very good. Can I get back to the ham I'm question doing, really quick? I feel really like, awkward. Yeah, let's go back son to of, Yeah. Is this... Okay, I, I, I got to just ask really quick. So I, I grew up in, in the Southern California, and mm-hmm. I did go to a private Christian school for a, a short period of time. And at that private Christian school, we went to a an exhibit in Los Angeles known as the um, Holy Land museum a holy land exhibit and it's really Mm -hmm. neat and there's a lot of cool like old artifacts and stuff but there's strange theology um that is um um spoken by the are they called docents is that what they're is that what somebody in in a museum i've always said docent but i say things wrong sometimes see i feel like everything you say is right so i'm gonna say docent so anyways the docents would share these like weird theological ideas about how um, after the flood, that's when all the races came in and all the different colors uh, of people. And um, it, it, it just really sat really gross inside of my soul that even a young age can remember hearing that. Um, mm-hmm. there, there's, some weird, there's some weird theology around, out there about that, right? Is that kind of what this is here? Yeah, totally. I was oh. just talking with the um, the history, one of the history teachers at, at our school, um, and he was um, uh, he was talking about Frederick Douglass and talking about having to like process through this idea of the the sin of Ham and how this eighteen um, hundreds 
um, man is having to process through bad theology mm-hmm. that has been like wrapped up and tied to his identity, like both from outside and then kind of almost like being bra- brainwashed into him as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like the, the quick answer to the question, right? What, what Bible verse tells of Noah's son, Ham being blackened by sin? There isn't one. Right. Mm-hmm. Kind of, kind of like, I feel like that's the answer to most of the questions that I get from kids. It's like, hey, where in the Bible does it say, and then they say some sort of like theological idea that they got from who knows who. Um, usually the answer is it doesn't say that in the Bible. Um, but unfortunately, um, it doesn't have to be in the Bible for it to have like real terrible consequences. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I, honey baked. I now feel ashamed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, I'm actually, I'm walking away kind of intrigued with uh, the potential um, honey infused ham. So mm, that's um, true. While while simultaneously it. being pissed at at so many in our Christian family that used some BS stuff in the Bible or not in the Bible and totally perverted stuff to justify some some. Some yucky behavior, dude. Yep. Yeah. I say that as I say that as I say that as someone who has used the Bible to justify some yucky behavior. So <laughs> I, I I mean I you know hopefully not on par with with some of those things, but yeah. Well, um, I guess while we're on the topic with um, the sin of Ham, um, for those of you who aren't in the know, um, we have a, we have a very brilliant and smart listenership. But um, for those of you who aren't in the know. Um, after Noah got off the ark, um, God was like, Noah, you're the man. We're going to save you and your family. And then Noah gets off the ark. First thing he does is plant a vineyard and gets drunk. Um, and by first thing, it. that probably took a while, though. I mean, like fermentation and planting, like, I mean, he's doing other things, right? Nah, just okay. vineyard. All just right. vineyard. I mean, there's no other verses there. And if it's not in scripture, it didn't happen. And it goes, um, it goes really quick. And then he's drunk. And what happens? And that, like he gets drunk off of his wine. And what happens in the tent, Chris? Uh, we don't know. We just it says what that doesn't Ham happen. Goes, How about that? Chris? Exactly. What doesn't happen? <laughs> Ham doesn't cover his father's nakedness. Um, Ham doesn't preserve his dad's honor. He sees his he sees his pee pee, um, and his acorns. I, that's probably the wrong region for that illusion. His water chestnuts. Where do those come from? <laughs> I, I believe it would be <laughs> he his, just got off the his, boat. Go with water I believe it would be his his paness and his and his locusts. Before you dress, Pinesse. Um And he... <laughs> um, but he doesn't cover up his, his father's nudity. Um, and he goes out and tells his brothers. Brothers come in and cover him up. And then Noah pulls a whack move and curses Ham's son, Canaan. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I know that some scholars like to have like a field day in there. Like The Hebrew doesn't say a whole lot in there. Um, but people are like, I know that there's some mythologies attached to it where Ham did a dirty thing um, with Wayne. You, you know more of the Jewish mythology stuff than I do, but there there is potential. There's a potential like thread or narrative there that um, like you've got like some power stuff going on and that there's uh, the son took advantage of his dad's. Um, lack of power in the moment uh Mm. and that can that can come out any number of ways whether that was physically something happened or a power move like the the younger son taking you know taking taking out the big dog but yeah there there is a narrative for sure where it gets yucky and murky and power is involved He, he probably went into noah's magic the gathering deck and um unbalanced his mana um, so mm. that the next time they played, um, he didn't draw enough, um, and he was mana blocked. I, and then they I mean, that's worthy. Exile. <laughs> that's worthy <laughs> of exile. generational curses for sure. Absolutely, <laughs> that's what you get. That's what you get. Um, uh, cool. All right, I got another Yahoo Answers question here. This is from Yahoo Answers user anonymous, um, and they asked the question. The movie Narnia refers God as the deep magic. Um, further details. Don't atheists call God magic too? Is this some kind of sick coincidence? Update. Do you think God is just a magical creature? Update two. Creature. The updates kind of seem lame. So main question. The movie Narnia refers God as the deep magic. Hmm. Um, I mean, it's definitely... I, 
it's, are they asking us like, do we think that's true? Or are they asking if it's okay? Like, what what are what are what aspect of my wisdom do I have to get in touch with? Oh man, I, f- I feel like it is a theology question, right? Because it has the word God in it, um, and there's the word deep, but it's also the it's not it's fantasy though. Like, is this? I think it's referring to our. I hope this isn't stealing John, from an future pod. Well, I'm hoping this doesn't steal from future podcasts because I really want to dive into Magic the Gathering. But maybe mm-hmm. they're talking about Magic the Gathering and that we can experience God through Magic the Gathering. Uh, and Narnia's that, fantasy. Uh, John, I, I like where your head's I at. I feel like you're... I just feel like it's really cultish, John. Like you're really trying to make all these connections. Like Kind, kind of like some of that Q stuff. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, Mm, I, oh, I, 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 here's here's another way to say it, John, because that, that feels harsh. Wow, maybe this <laughs> Just, is above. Maybe, I'm crying a little bit. Wow, I feel a little attacked. Maybe maybe it's above our pay grade, dude. Um, uh, well, mm-hmm. I mean, who can? Do, do we just skip the question then? No, 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 no. So um, I recently been um, cleaning out like an office space, and have been moving books and. Um, Something strange and peculiar happened the other day when when placing some books. Um, I I just got an inclination. Can you guys can you guys just hold on one second? I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah, pull yeah. this book out. Um, oh, cool. I, I I basically what I'm saying is I think there's a di- a dimension, some sort of dimension or something hanging out behind this other book. So um, if you guys, but there's like these magic words. If you guys can just say this along with me, mecca like a high, mecca hiney ho, mecca like a high, mecca hiney ho. Mecca like a high, mecca chiny ho. Mecca like a high, mecca chiny ho. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, I can see it's coming into view. Thank you guys for the magical words. Uh, there are two figures appearing. Uh, it looks, it looks misty. There's two figures in the mist. That feels like a title of a book. Um, but I, I, I. I think I see my friends Chris and Kristen, and they actually would be perfect for this. Um, they they act, they are Narnia experts. They, if you look up Narnia anywhere, um, the Google, the Bing, all of these things, the Yahoo, it says, "Oh, do you know Chris and Kristen?" So, um, wow, Wayne, evidently, what are the odds I, of this happening? That's wild. It's, it's like we set this up, dude. So thank you for your mechaleka highs and your and your hiney hoes. Um, but I I think I think Chris and Kristen might be the two figures in the mist. Can can they crawl out of the bookshelf for us? Uh, let me let me move um, the brothers K. <laughs> oh, look at you, well read, brothers K. I uh, didn't read it. Uh, just just lifted it. It looked heavy, and maybe I could get some uh, some muscles with it. It's a good doorstop. Hey, Chris and Kristen, all Hello. things Narnia related. You guys are like the geniuses of Narnia, right? Whoa. That's, well, uh, that's what they tell us. Yeah, that's what we've been told. <laughs> <coughs> oh, sorry, it's kind of, it was dusty back there. Mm. Yeah, Wayne doesn't cool. clean ever. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, glad to, glad to get out of the bookshelf. Yeah. Well, How long has it been since you cleaned your office? Hi. Um, well, you know, I, a long time. Okay. A long time. A long time. Well, uh, hail and well met, friends. Um, I don't know if you um, overheard the question through the bookshelf, if there was some filtration, but can you tell us, what is this deep magic stuff? Um, is, is this is this like a cultic thing that C.S. Lewis slid in there? Was he into Magic the Gathering? Uh, what's, what's that all about? Because you guys have written 17 books on the subject, right? <laughs> Absolutely, yes. At um, least. Go, at least. Pull, pull from at least three of them. Go. Okay. All right. So from at least three of them, I can confirm that there is quite a lot of um, occult imagery within Narnia, and there's a lot of uh, things that do come up that people would point to as um, being drawn from C.S. Lewis's knowledge and and background with various different mythologies, specifically Norse, Hmm. honestly, being one of the biggest uh, mythologies that that fell into... um, like heavy use in in Narnia and in C.S. Lewis's influences, um, but is specifically this like Thor Ragnarok type stuff. Um, oh yeah, absolutely yeah. yes. Perfect. Okay, yes. good. I I love Chris Hemsworth, so yeah, I'm tracking yes. with you. Less right. less so in the modern printings though. Uh, in the modern printings, like for the past few decades, 
uh, they've edited the books so that there are less reference, direct references to like Norse mythology in them. Hmm. Including so. changing names. But hmm. with that said, the question itself is about the deep magic. Mm-hmm. And uh, whether or not that has to do with Magic the Gathering. So, Chris, uh, what is the deep magic? Uh, we, we never learn. Uh, I, as much of an expert as I am, I've still only read the first five books. Oh, so yeah. if, I mean, if there's an explanation in book six or seven, I have no idea what it is. However, from what I understand, uh, Lewis never really tells us. We do know there is a, a god figure that's called the Emperor Across the Sea. Hmm. He's, you know, Aslan's dad or something. Uh, but and that he has somehow written the deep magic and he's got you know this phrase inscribed on his staff that he wields you know something about you know traders getting their compumpets or something like that and that's one of the laws written into the universe of narnia uh but we we don't really learn a lot about what the deep magic is or how it operates so from my perspective it's just the laws of physics of Mm -hmm. narnia come down to this core idea of the deep magic. That's Mm -hmm. crazy. And it's the deep magic that lets Aslan kind of do his... I don't know if we can do spoiler alerts when it's um, half a century old, Um, but with with Aslan's comebackance, is it the deep magic that is responsible for that? Yes. We can assume so. Got it, got it, got it. It's written on the stone table. Obviously, you haven't read the table itself, but... <laughs> got caught up and called out. Yep. Well, this is a pretty common well, theme I, for our guests. They just kind of call us out and make us feel really small. So, welcome. Thank you. Oh this, yes. is, this is great. Yeah. And I, and I just want to say, like, I, I really dig y'all's podcasts, and you, you do talk about all things Narnia and have a lot of um, fantastic uh, dialogue, but... One thing I, I noticed that's lacking is you don't have a time of Q&A. And, and I, I've got a list um, that is just piling up. And so wait, I was wait, wondering... Can, since, I, can I ask a question yeah, that actually yeah. builds off the last question? I mean, I, I wasn't even going to intro a question yet. I was just going to see if y'all had questions. So like, if yes. you're ready, let's... I'm ready. Oh, I'm really because ready. I, mean, I mean, they're here. I don't, I don't know how long this, uh, <laughs> that's true. this window will is. stay open. So <laughs> like... I mean, like fire away, bro. Yes. Let's see. Let's see what they got. Thank you. Um, so on on your last podcast, and maybe it was the episode before the most recent one, depending on how you release them, um, you make reference to being a English teacher, a professor, and reading Narnia for these deep um, themes. And so I'm actually an English teacher, and I have read the books a couple of times, um, the first few, and I can tell that there's some Christian connections there. I mean, I'm a pretty deep reader. Um, so I don't know if you all can vibe with that. And so what I'm going to ask you is I'm going to give you some characters and I'm going to give you what I think they're connected to in the Bible. And then you could tell me how right I am. Does that sound good? Okay. Cool. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. So we'll start off with, um, the clear Jesus figure. And that's of course, Mr. Tumnus. Mm-hmm. The, sacri- the <laughs> sacrificial Satan. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, cause he's the goat and Jesus is the greatest of all time. Amen. Hallelujah. Preach. <laughs> Am I correct on that, or is there a different character I, that you would say is the Jesus I, I think, figure? I think we would disagree, and I would say absolutely you're right, uh, because <laughs> I, have, I, I, have, I have had the running idea uh, since we've been doing the podcast that Tumnus is the power behind the throne, uh, and he is the, you know, behind the mechanisms of everything that happens in the Narnia universe the yeah. entire series. Uh, Kristen is, is not. Chris so much is also a card-carrying member of Q and Narnia. He believes that Tumnus is in league with Lasarline and that they have an entire plot. And it was entirely Tumnus's efforts to bring about the White Stag to get rid of the kings and queens at the end of the first book hmm. and uh, get rid of them so that he could take over Narnia. But, so but yeah. well, that whole time, mythos. There's a lot of time when Tumnus is not on screen, um, and so I, I think it totally makes sense. I'm I'm with you, Chris. Not just because the name. Wait, wait, I wait, mean, wait, but wait, wait. also Tumnus. I suggested that. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot you For were sure. here. Tumnus has Tumnus has more screen time in the book even than Aslan himself does. Aslan is only present for about three chapters of the book. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, I, I mean, if you're looking for a Jesus figure, it's obviously not Aslan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know if What's this is Narnia heresy here. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to go through the kids then. Um, clearly Peter is Judas and Edmund is Peter, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. The rock. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that would definitely be, I don't know. You're more the theology person over here, Chris. So <laughs> Oh man, uh, Peter isn't Peter. I, like that, we. I mean, I, Peter. I Peter, the character King Peter, is definitely not Peter the Rock on which the church is built. He's more like the Thomas. Like mm-hmm. you've got the Rock is definitely like Lucy. Mm-hmm. Lucy's the one who's never like questioning Aslan in any way. Like start to finish, she is the faithful. Oh yeah, man. I was gonna say that Lucy was Jezebel. Okay, I'm sorry. Lucy's. <laughs> no, that's, that's obviously Susan. Obviously Susan. <laughs> So, so then Edmund would not be Peter then? No, probably not. I don't know. It, it, uh, we're shifting the paradigm here because uh, the way I've always approached it is the kids are all virtues, mm. uh, and they 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 embody uh, you know godly virtues and and things like that. Uh, but, Very but much looking... in line with their titles, where mm-hmm. Ed, like Edmund is the just. He is mm-hmm. he's King mm-hmm. Edmund the just. And he kind of embodies that virtue, and Lucy is Queen Lucy the Valiant. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times we'll draw back to those. But yes, anyway, continuing. Allegory. Well, <laughs> well so Edmund <laughs> does try to sell out um, his, uh, well, everybody, essentially, right? Um, yeah. for, for Turkish delight, um, which is basically mm, so like good. Swedish fish, right? And fish uh, is often connected with Jesus. So Edmund really <laughs> just wants Jesus, and he's selling everybody out for Jesus. Mm. It's a pretty yeah. good logic, yeah. right? Yeah. If you're ever I mean, by you could logic. also argue that Jadis is Jesus. Like, uh, we didn't even bring this up as a possibility. <laughs> um, this is she, the White Witch, yes. I mean, yes, the white I, I'm witch, asking for Jadis. the audience, not yes. not for me. Yeah. <laughs> yes. For clarification, you, you, Jadis the White you Witch. You also you asked for me, so thanks, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> can, can I can I lean in a little bit on this Turkish delight thing? Because that was a weird scene for me, and all I could think of is the synthetic like rave drug, like Molly or like ecstasy. Like, is is Turkish delight really? Is is it is it a like popular like rave drug? Um, you're asking kids <laughs> in the wrong scene. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I've, uh, I have heard if you take Turkish Delight with selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, um, that it prevents the um, the crash afterwards, that the Turkish Delight actually just feels better in your system longer. That I've definitely heard that, yes. Okay, yeah. Got it. I just, he just, he, um, he seems so uh, willing to share and, you know, more open and compassionate once he ingested the Turkish Delight. I'm... <laughs> Sorry, John. I, I totally hijacked. No, no, no. Your, that, your, that was my my last one. Was the list. was the most powerful one, where Turkish delight, oh. Swedish fish, Jesus, ironclad. I'll defer to you and your, your connections. You, okay. Well, we yeah, we don't have um, obviously the best questions, but fortunately, we have a couple of listeners who sent in some questions, um, and so this first question comes from Sarah, um, and I, she. Well, I guess you said you didn't read the last couple, but so maybe this will be work or maybe it won't but she said how do you think the heaven portrayed in the further up and further in chapter of the last battle compares to the real thing hmm yeah Kristen's more familiar with that particular uh i wonder if chris and Kristen can go to their bookshelf and they can find somebody living in their bookshelf who it, has even more depth of understanding it's c.s lewis himself <laughs> We uh, we actually could. We have a Lewis expert on retainer for the podcast. Uh, we we pay him in crackers. That's amazing. But um, yeah, I, I'm not sure he's available right now. <laughs> occasionally, um, but yeah, he's our DM. So yes, yes he is occasionally a parrot. <laughs> uh, More frequently, a seagull though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is all you, Kristen. Um. I would have to say that I don't have enough of a refresher in like recent memory to remember how it is described at that point to well, compare it. But then I'll I'll jump in with my with, my, with your uh, with, with my uh, little knowledge. Uh, from what I know, uh, and I haven't actually read this in the books, but from what I know of, uh, of how it's described, the heaven is portrayed there. 
uh, is portrayed as better and is portrayed as good because it's like a fully realized version of what Narnia is supposed to be. Hmm. And, you know, there's a line, something like, we loved the old Narnia because it reminded us of this place. Mm. And like, you know, everything in the previous world is just a shadow of the existence that is to come. And so uh, in that sense, I would say, sure, like that's very, that's very much Lewis's own theology. Uh, and in his non-Narnia books, he talks a lot about the idea of, of just everything that is good on earth and is good in creation being fully realized in heaven and uh, kind of coming to a conclusion. Um, so, sure, if you, if you are a fan of Lewis's ideas, then, then yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess the second half well of the, the question is, it, like, how accurate is it? Which I guess we'd have to go to heaven to check it. And fortunately, I've been a couple of times, um, and the apartments are a lot more cramped than you would think. Um, and so I, it might actually be a little bit um, left wanting. Um, I, I have another question from from Mason, um, and his question is only two words, um, so maybe you could speak to this. His question is, why Santa? <laughs> this is his question. Why Santa? Mason. Mason. <laughs> have you is this heard? the Mason I know, by this the way, the Mr. Mason Chris? You know. Oh, I love Mason. Excellent question, Mason. Mason, have you heard of the Holy Spirit? <laughs> this is This is so... That's an indictment. This is conviction. (laughs) Actually, this is. I think he grew up in a Baptist church, so maybe not. (laughs) Okay, so they don't do that there. If you talk about analogs for God within the within the story, we have the emperor across the sea, who is obviously and most directly analogous with the God the Father, and then Aslan being God the Son, Jesus, and we have this kind of representation of the Holy Spirit presented here as Father Christmas, not referred to as Santa, Father Christmas, um, and he is the bringer of gifts. And he Mm. is the one who gives them the tools necessary to do what it is that they came to Narnia to do, to fulfill the prophecies and to take the the rulership. And so um, why not Father Christmas Mm. as an example of the Holy Spirit, but also like when you talk about all of the various different mythologies that Lewis is influenced by, this is one that makes a lot of sense. And Lewis definitely isn't the kind of person to throw out an entire mythology. He's going to say they got some things right about the divine. Hmm. And Hmm. so this would be an example of Lewis taking something that this mythology got right about the divine of the Holy spirit and this presence of the gift giver and the tool bringer and like, to, to a great extent, the comforter that he shows up in a time of need for them and gives them the tools and the gifts that they need. Yeah. Dang, Sorry, that got really yeah. deep. That's so good. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I was totally expecting you to be like, yeah, what an idiot, Santa. Uh, um, but, but she well, still did say that, but in a very intelligent, yeah. <laughs> well-articulated yeah. way. I, was, I, feel like I feel like that'll preach. I feel like that's a, like a, at least a four or five series... Uh, sermon right there yeah you you did allude to um him being willing to like pull truth from wherever it comes i i found another um yahoo answers question from user ne1620 oh ne underscore 1620 or girl we don't know um or non-binary um c.s lewis and universalism um is asked does it bother you christians that c.s lewis said his greatest influence was scottish theologian george Macdonald, a devout christian universalist lewis heavily praised Macdonald's theology in george Macdonald and anthology that doesn't seem like a question that seems more like it yeah, it just seems like judgment <laughs> i mean that's um, very aren't you, opinion aren't you based pissed? like aren't you pissed <laughs> aren't you pissed too no way dude not at all uh yeah, I mean, from from what I know of, of Lewis's theology, I wouldn't necessarily call him a universalist. Um, his his willingness and ability to find truth in uh, you know a lot of different ways uh, seems more along the lines of like a general revelation type thing, of where you can't look anywhere without seeing God in it. Hmm. Um, and I, I would say, I mean, he he at least has come off to me as like a very hard line Jesus guy. So he's not in you know the the camp of saying you can you can you can get saved no matter who you you know belong to or believe, 
so I'm not sure how accurate that is in it, as in if, if somebody's judging Lewis for that. But, uh, yeah, Preston, anything to add? No. Okay. <laughs> well, um, I don't. I don't know how long till you guys have to run back through the the bookshelf. But I have. I I have. Oh, Wayne has a question. I have one too. Yes, but but you get yours in, and then I'll throw mine on the okay. way out. Sounds good. Um, I I've always thought um, that I hear C.S. Lewis quoted from the pulpit um, more than I hear a lot of books in the Bible quoted. Um, and so I thought like, let's just, let's just stop playing You're games. You're going and, to the wrong churches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's just, uh, let's just go for it instead of playing games. And so if you could remove one book from the Bible um, and then replace it with one of C.S. Lewis's book, what book would you remove from the Bible and which of C.S. Lewis's book would you put in its place? John and, John and Wayne, you can play with this one, too, if you want. Please take out I, numbers. I, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, uh, oh, no, I can't do that. Never mind. Um, I was going to say Genesis and the Magician's Nephew, but I just want to take out the creation story. That's all I want to take out. I don't want to take out all the rest. Wow. Well, you, you can do piecemeal. It's okay. Mm-hmm. I, w- I would immediately say, like, Second Chronicles, because, like, nobody really needs that one. Uh, and it's just like a rehash of Second Kings. Yeah, and and then throw in screw tape letters just to really like curveball the Old Testament. <laughs> like, all right, yes. here's a history of the Jewish people, but also we're going to hear from this devil um, and see what his take on this whole thing is because, yeah, we haven't had the other side yet. We can actually canonize Satan. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I love it. You heard it here first. Yeah, I was. I was even thinking like um, it, it might even be more helpful at least for a modern audience, if we just like got rid of the apocalypse at the end um, and replaced it with just the, the whole Chronicles of Narnia series so that we can like understand that it's allegory and then use those tools on purpose. Um, See, but I would go with that hideous strength if we're replacing that, like, mm. like from the space trilogy. <laughs> well done. Yeah, that's true. That's a good and point. I, and I have to believe that there's still uh, members of our family that uh, even if you presented Narnia as the final... Uh, allegory that they'd still want to read it literal, my friend. Mm, that's true. They'd be like, which so leads me to the greatest question ever: Who's Tash in modern times? Um, <laughs> anyway, sorry, Wayne. Uh, John, did you have a? Did don't, you have? Oh, you said sorry. numbers. It's not, it's not really a good question. <laughs> All right, guys, you're not going to believe this, but Disney just contacted me, and they said, Wayne. We want to create Narnia uh, land at Disneyland, and we need the first ride. And they asked me, to which I responded, ha, I know Chris and Kristen. So can you guys design the first Narnia ride at Disneyland for us, please, before you're out of here? And uh, let's a, make sure that, let's get that trademarked. What a, what a fun time. Uh, what jumps to mind immediately for me would be a water ride kind of based on uh, the Wood Between Worlds where you just go in and out of pools a bunch. <laughs> but they would have to like almost set up fog machines where they missed it in some sort of like ho- like light hallucinogen <laughs> so that while you're in there you kind of like you kind of don't build long-term memory of being on the ride and you get off and you're just like was that fun? I guess it was. I don't really Chris, remember could, much Chris, of it. Chris, could it? Could we just pass out Turkish delight in, in the <laughs> in, in the lines and and just roll with it? It's Disney for. Oh, I almost said for Christ's sake. I don't think I can say that. <laughs> my kids zap for Aslan's sake. I'm my kids zap. Yes. Awesome. Yeah, so that's my that's my one. What do you what do you got? Well, I like that and building off of that, if you're going full water ride, you could incorporate Voyage of the Dawn Treader images, you moments. You could do that whole journey. Um, you could do some island hopping. Um, you could definitely have some like like a Tom Sawyer's Island little area that's just the cave of the dragon from Dragon Island in the mm. Voyage of the Dawn Treader. Like filled that. with treasure. Um you could have all kinds of fun stuff there. I mean, like we have the 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 river god destroying the river in Prince Caspian. You could have like that be your waterfall moment. Mm. We we should bring him it. back us at some point. 
<laughs> yeah, and definitely have like a whole thing with Bacchus and his wild women telling the river god to break his chains or going and breaking the river god's chains. Yeah, good. Destroying the bridge, and that's when you go down the waterfall. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I th- feel like that would work better as, as part of the beer garden. Um, it would have to be on the oh, California yeah. adventure side. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I don't know if that was part of the contract with Disney or not, Wayne. <laughs> um, well, um, to, be, to be determined. We're, yeah. we're still drawing everything up, so... That's cool. Trademark, trademark, trademark. <laughs> Chris and Kristen, thank you so much for sharing your your advice, your wisdom, your knowledge. Um, all of our listeners out there, um, if you want more than just our tomfoolery and us picking their brains at mostly irrelevant questions, um, and you want to get some really good Narnia stuff, um, you guys need to check out Chronically, colon, Narnia, um, the podcast. Um, where where else can um, people find your stuff on on social or websites or any any of your other stuff out there? Um, we are on Facebook and Instagram at Chronically Podcast at on Twitter at Chronically Pod, and then our email is Chronically Podcast at Narnia. Or sorry, hello. At Narnia, <laughs> yes, we got that exclusive that Narnia domain. domain. <laughs> <laughs> At gmail.com, chronicallypodcast at gmail.com. Awesome. That is the smoothest I've ever done those. (laughs) Well done. Well done. Well, Well, thank you so much for spending this time with us. We we really appreciate it. Um, Wayne, do we have to say anything to like help them out through the bookshelf or can you guys just crawl through? Or I guess we could Uber. Uh, this 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 was all just a theory in my mind, bro. I, I never thought about how this thing like finishes. <laughs> I'm, I'm just shocked. I'm shocked they got here, bro. That that was cool in and of itself. Uh, well, so you have a front I guess, door. Which I guess I'm saying. Out, right? Yeah, I guess I'm saying you're on your own, guys. Uh, okay. You call I mean, us an Uber you're, or what, something? Like yeah, you're, we're, yeah. You're two cities over. You're you're fine. <laughs> we'll call Uber. All right. Thanks again, guys. Cool. We really appreciate it. You got it. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Bye. Awesome. Well, that was really fun having them. Um, yeah. Wayne, you probably should uh, dust your bookshelf a little yeah, bit totally, more. Totally, 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 totally. Yep. Yeah. Hey, you know, all this talk about Narnia makes me think of Hard Rock. And so, what? <laughs> wait, 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 play wait, Christian. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> what? I... I feel like we're 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 the kind of people that normally vibe with you, bro. And I I just don't know if I made that leap. Can you can you <laughs> maybe can you help? Maybe, can you lay the groundwork hard, before I jump? Hard rock connected him to rock hard, like his convictions. Yes, and Aslan would be a pretty tough like hard rock name for you know like I don't know <laughs> Aslan and the Chroniclers of Narnia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Guys got uh, me to snort again, dude. Holy crap! <laughs> oh, I need you in my life so uh, much. Go for it. Go for it with your. Well, anyways, so uh, Chris has been gracing us with Christian or secular, mm-hmm. and he's been doing like the singer songwriter kind of route, and so I figured I'd shake things up, and we're gonna do the hard rock version. All right, okay. dude, so, I'm ready for this. All right, here we go. Ooh. Drowning deep in my sea of loathing, broken your servant I kneel, will you give in to me? It seems what's left of my human side is slowly changing in me. That sounds like Christian rock to me. Can I? Wayne? Can I have you, can can you read it again? Uh, Okay, Uh, drowning deep in my sea of loathing, broken your servant I kneel, will you give in to me? It seems what's left of my human side is slowly changing in me. It seems Wayne? too. It seems too introspective for uh, for some heavy rock. I'm gonna go with Chris. This is uh, you this both. Is some Christian. You rock. both are wrong. Oh no! I'm gonna give you. I'm not gonna give you a hint. All right, are you ready for this? And Chris, you might have to edit this. Ooh, wah! Oh! Ooh, wah! Disturbed. Ooh, wah! Yeah. Yeah. Disturbed down with the sickness. That's good. Oh, it's so touchy feely. I know. It's so cute. And then you just realize that it's a crazy song. Okay, so here's the next one. Preoccupied without you, I cannot live at all. My whole world surrounds you. I stumble, then I crawl. That's not Christian. Stop. Can we define hard rock, Joe? I have a feeling. 
I, okay, alternative rock, rock throughout. Anything that's not Chris Tomlin is hard rock, okay? That's true. I mean, like, I'm gonna, are, are Goo Goo Dolls go, hard rock for you? Oh, uh, have, have you heard when, like, when the other guy sings? Like, not the pretty boy that with the drop D tuning, but the the other guy? He has, yeah. like, that more type singing. So he's a little more angsty. <laughs> Anyways, all that to say, um, Christian, final answer. <laughs> it's Puddle of Mud Blurry, which I believe Puddle of Mud is... Not Christian. Not Christian. This one should be easy. Now I'm in our secret place, alone in your embrace, where all my wrongs have been erased. That's Christian. No one else in the world rhymes embrace and place. And and only in Christianity can you a man get away with saying secret place and no one being like, that's extra cringy. Yeah, yeah. Good job, you guys. That's crazy deduction. Um, I don't know how you got to that, but it was actually fun to go down that rabbit hole with you. It is um, Forgiven by the band Skillet. So it wasn't oh, Iron Maiden. Perfect. Okay. Yep. No. Um, all right, two more. I can't explain just what you do to me. My love grows stronger every day. You give me love. You give me company. When I have to face the rain, you bring sunshine into my life. I just, I just that could, don't. They could go either way. I just don't see anybody like headbanging to those lyrics, though, bro. Like, I don't see anybody like just putting it up and be like, Raw! like rocking out, like saying someone like completes them. You know that you're a sunny day. Raw. Maybe it's a Harry Styles song. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Christian. 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 Okay. When? I'm. I'm gonna say this is. This is your version of a Rick Roll. This is a Chris Astley <laughs> lyric. <laughs> uh, the song is called Calling on You, and it's by Striper. Oh, that is Christian. Yeah, Christian. I we, guess they're we, not, they're we, not know metal, a, they? we know a, stri- a Striper, like, like number one yeah. fan, dude. Oh, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, he. We, I think they know him by, by name, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. He's awesome. All right, last one. Uh, life's always got to be messing with me. You want to see the light. Can't they just chill and let me be free? So do I. Can I take away all this pain? You want to see the light? I try every night, all in vain. In vain. In vain because they're doing heroin every night trying to see the light. This is <laughs> Allison Chains, Lane Staley, died overdose, done. It's not Allison Chains. Wow. But, but it's a heroin addict. I'm going to say okay. it's a, I'm going to say it's Christian. Um, it's one of like the more um, modern woke Christian musicians. Awesome, Chris, you're doing really well. This was Corn Freak on a Leash. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Uh, <sighs> have so I told yeah. you? Have I told you about when I had to confess to God that I listened to Corn? Um, I. Wait, I wait, wait, wait. Ma- had, had to confess. Okay. Let, let, let's pause there, though. Hold on. Okay. So when I wanted <laughs> to learn a song, I would do two things. I would play the album while I slept and slash or I would play it in the shower on repeat. Um, and I don't, I think it was the song where he does the boom. That's this that, one. Freak on That's this one. Okay. Yeah. But there's something about that that like felt demonic and wrong in my soul as yeah. I stood there naked in the shower. Um, <laughs> and I had to like, afterwards be like i'm never listening to this again like it felt wrong like uh, i actually had a I, strong conviction that it was like oh this felt yucky yeah the demonic stuff but also just listening to corn in the shower to me it's just <laughs> it's really hard too that is that not, is not that i'm imagining you in the shower but you, you know what i mean like that's just yeah. weird I, yeah yeah i mean it's fine mm-hmm. to imagine me in the shower this happens i i, I imagined i, I imagine the entire thing i imagine the entire thing and it it is jonathan as funny as you as you would imagine it's it's wonderful. Yes. Yeah, Chris, so you good. were you were you were afraid of channeling dark evil entities while you're uh, in the shower accessing those theta waves. I get it, bro. It, it in my unrobed meat candy. Well, um, thank you so much for listening to Spiritual Undirection. Um, I know that it's like the thing that we say at the end to say thank you, but like literally. 
Thanks. Yeah. Thank, thank, thank you. you so much. Like <laughs> you, time, the time that you have in your life um, is so limited. And the fact that you use some of that precious time to listen to us um, make jokes and maybe talk about some real things. Um, really does mean a lot to us. Um, if if it means something to you, if you guys have enjoyed and liked um, what you guys are listening to, please um, subscribe on your favorite podcatcher, write a review. Um, those things actually do really help. Like that's kind of how people hear about our podcast is you guys telling your friends and writing reviews. For Chris, us. we should so, do like a we should do like some sort of like sweepstakes or something, and uh, I'll come up for our next one. I'll come up with with a sweepstakes. To get to get more people to leave us reviews and and I have no shame, bro. We'll solicit. I like it. it. I've got we'll a gift the, coming we'll the, next episode. There's a gift for 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 somebody. Here it comes. We'll do the reverse <laughs> sewing of a seed. You will get one dollar um, and eleven cents um, for, of our <laughs> seed money. That's or one hundred and eleven right. sunflower seeds, whichever whichever we yes. have laying around. Excellent. All right. Maybe, well, maybe it's a quiche uh, recipe. You don't know. Yeah, you don't yeah, know. That's definitely you don't know good. where we're coming from. All right, guys. Well, today um, I'm Christopher Seals, um, and today I learned that Father Christmas is the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I'm John Bennett. Um, the prayers didn't really teach us much, um, but I did learn that Chris Seals, <laughs> I joke because they were just a wealth of knowledge. Um, Chris Seals liked to listen to corn in the shower, and that's the only takeaway I really have. <laughs> I love it. And I am uh, Wayne Randolph, and today I learned that pepperoni eaten on Fridays equals going to hell. Hmm. And I am you, your surrogate voice, telling you what you learned, and you learned that you need to go check out Chronically Narnia, the podcast. This has been Spiritual Undirection, reminding you that all of your problems are probably from unconfessed sin. Also, a special thank you to Kyle Plant with Trident Beats for our intro and outro music. Also, thanks, you Gregorian monks. <laughs> <laughs>